How can I become a great leader? This is one of the most common questions I get working with the entrepreneurs that I coach as they're developing themselves and their businesses. And despite what other people would have you believe, leadership and the act of becoming a great leader is not something that can't be learned. And I should know because I didn't start off in my journey as a great leader, but it was something that I learned how to do. And it culminated with being recognized as the CEO of the year in the UK in 2019. Hi, my name is Eric Partaker, and I'm on a mission to help entrepreneurs reach their full potential in business and life. And today we're going to be talking about what is it that makes a great leader? And all of these things are things that you can learn. They are all things that I learned myself. So really excited today to take you through my 12 disciples of great leadership. And make sure you stick around for all of these because if you take notes, you can seriously up your leadership game and become the great leader that you deserve to be. So number one key thing to becoming a great leader is to build what's called vulnerability-based trust. So people don't like working with someone who never makes a mistake, right? Nobody wants to work with a leader who seems infallible, who doesn't seem human. Uh, so one of the strongest things that you can do to build your leadership ability is to simply admit when you make a mistake, to say you're sorry, to say I screwed something up, to say I got that wrong. It's one of the most powerful things you can do because once, once you do that, then the rest of the people that you're seeking to lead, they realize that, ah, okay, this person's human. They make mistakes too. And then it frees them up to be able to make mistakes as well. And if they have the ability to make mistakes, what does that mean? It means that they have the ability to step outside of their comfort zone, to develop themselves, to you know, give it their all perhaps in an area that they don't feel 100% comfortable in. And if they're able to make more mistakes, they can learn from that. And if they can learn from that, they can develop and they'll achieve better results over time. The number two area that great leaders excel in is around decisiveness. So the ability to prioritize speed over precision and decision making. Great leaders need to make lots of decisions day in and day out. Some decisions relate to the work that they're doing. Sometimes it's just to nudge and help others. And it's important, once again, to prioritize speed over precision in that decision making. It's much better to make a decision quickly, even if it's the wrong decision, and be able to kind of move on and keep the tempo going than to sit there and deliberate and, you know, analysis paralysis and you never move forward. So decisiveness is, again, a critical area for great leadership. There's tons of books that you can find on improving your decision making ability and decisiveness. So if that's an area that you want to improve, there's plenty of resources out there to help you up your decisiveness game. Number three area that is a hallmark for great leadership is around reliability. Great leaders do what they say they're going to do. So if you want to up your leadership game, then take note of all those times when you say, yep, I'll get back to you. Yes, you'll have this by such, such and such a date. Um, yeah, I, I promise I'll have that delivered by you know, that time because you cannot become a great leader if you are not demonstrating your reliability to others. If you're not building your personal integrity bank account by doing the things that you say you're going to do, you will not separate yourself from all the wannabe great leaders out there and those who truly lead in a powerful, great way. Number four thing that great leaders do is that they are productive. And what do I mean by productive? They take the time to figure out what are the right things 
that I should be working on, right? You can't be doing absolutely everything. What are the things that matter most? And a useful tool for that is the 80-20 rule. So out of all the things that you could be focusing your energy on, what are the 20% of things that will drive 80% of the results? And focus your efforts there. You can't do everything. And another great thing to improve productivity is to combine that with something called Parkinson's Law. So you may or may not have heard of Parkinson's Law, but it basically states that work will expand to fill the time given for its completion. We've all experienced this before, right? You're an hour before a deadline and you feel like, oh my gosh, I don't know how I'm going to get this done, and somehow you get it done. And if you had been given four more hours, you would have easily filled those four hours as well. So the thing that Parkinson's Law teaches us from a leadership or a productivity point of view is that we should try to constrict the time that we give ourselves to complete tasks. And you'll surprise yourself productivity-wise if you actively restrict your time, you will produce things at a faster and faster rate. Number five, great leaders rally everyone behind a great vision. So when I was helping build Skype, our vision was the whole world could talk for free. Imagine the spirit that that created inside the company. When I built Chilango, the chain of restaurants that I founded, our vision was to make the world a more vibrant place. So what is the vision that you could be using to inspire yourself and others? Because great leaders think of a vision that goes beyond them and that makes the world a better place. Number six. Great leaders then think about the strategy that's necessary to achieve that vision. What do I mean by strategy? Simply, how are you going to go about using what's unique about you or your group or whatever to achieve that vision? How are you going to, how are you going to use your unique strengths? How are you going to minimize your weaknesses? How are you going to achieve that glorious vision that you've painted for everyone to rally behind. And a hallmark of a great leader is coming up with and being a serious or you know, a key kind of player in formulating and developing that strategy. Number seven is all about execution. So we got a great strategy. We need to execute. We actually need to get the stuff done. And a great leader will make sure that they're not just focused on their own personal productivity, but that they're creating installing you know, practices or mechanisms that will create strong execution, you know, a strong rhythm of getting things done within the company. This is basic stuff, like making sure you're having um, a, a weekly one-to-one -one meeting with uh, a member of your team, that you're assembling the, the people on your leadership team in a weekly meeting um, to measure progress and make sure that everyone's on track that on a quarterly basis, you're making sure everyone comes together to establish what are the goals? What are the things that we're, we're going to be working on for the next 90 days? And by the way, how did the last 90 days look? You know, did we achieve what we said we were going to achieve? Yes, no, why not? How does that inform the next 90 day plan? All of these are elements of great execution so that you can get the things done needed in the company to make the strategy come to life, to, to hit that vision, without there being a lot of drama and without there being that, oh, you know, we didn't get everything done this week, you know, we're behind again. You want to be on the front foot and great execution makes sure that that happens. Number eight, great leaders remember that they're managing or they're leading a team, not a family. 
And there's a big difference between the two because families strive to stick together no matter what, whereas teams are optimized to win at all times. And great leaders respect that day in and day out. And that means making some tough decisions sometimes and having some difficult conversations, which in fact is a segue to number nine. Great leaders have difficult, tough conversations. They don't shy away from them. They step into them. What do I mean by difficult conversations? I mean like telling somebody that their performance was good but not great or telling somebody that their performance um, isn't going to cut it and that their job's on the line or telling someone that unfortunately there's no longer a place for them on the team. These are conversations that we don't like to have. We shy away from them. They create discomfort for ourselves, for the other person that we're talking to, but great leaders respect that they're going to do themselves, the company, the team, and that other person a disservice by not being frank with them and telling them the truth on where things stand. So if you want to up your leadership game, step into those difficult conversations. Number 10, great leaders mind the metrics. So what are the numbers? What are the metrics which are most important for the team's success? How are we measuring the team's results? What's the scoreboard? How do we know if we're winning or losing? And is that scoreboard visible? Great leaders make sure that everyone knows the metrics, the points, the things that are needed to win the game and that everyone can clearly see how are we doing, are we winning or losing, and how much time is left on the clock. Number 11, great leaders practice anti-fragility. What do I mean by anti-fragility? The whole concept that stress actually builds strength. You know, our bodies know this uh, without even having to tell the body what to do. We stress a muscle, it causes it to grow. You expose the body to germs and bacteria. It builds the immune system. Great leaders keep up here in their head what's naturally occurring in their body. They don't shy away from stress. They don't try to stress themselves out by having a stress-free existence. They recognize that stress actually builds strength. They step into discomfort. They turn life into one big mental gym such that every adversity challenge or thing that doesn't go your way is nothing more than a personal trainer, if you will, handing you a dumbbell and asking you to complete the repetition. You can either step away from the dumbbell, not complete the rep, not strengthen yourself, or you can step into it, complete the repetition, done, next, move on. Great leaders practice anti-fragility. They become stronger as a result of their stress because of the way they reframe it in their minds and they step into it. Number 12, great leaders make bold moves. And this is especially important when the environment is constantly, rapidly changing. You know, when things change, great leaders step into that change. Great leaders don't shy away. When things change, when the environment becomes disrupted, when the whole business, you know, gets disrupted, when the team gets disrupted, great leaders look for the opportunity to make a bold move. How can they find a gap you know, in the defense? How can they find an offensive opportunity that perhaps others aren't willing to take? And great leaders step into that gap. They step into that opportunity and they make a bold move, whereas others perhaps are waiting on the sideline to see what's going to happen. So I hope you found that useful. Great leadership is not something that can't be learned. It is learnable. It's something I learned. Those are the 12 disciples or principles that I've found in my life and in my business career that have led to great leadership for me. They certainly 
are a collection of things that I worked on, developed, and practiced that led to that CEO of the year recognition for me. So I hope you've enjoyed that. And if you head over to my website at ericpartaker.com, you'll also be able to subscribe to my weekly insights newsletter. <music>